Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. In today's video, we're doing another set of positional rankings. So I've already gone through the top 12 running backs, top 12 wide receivers. Today's video is going to be all about the quarterbacks. And I feel like once again, heading into the 2022 season, the quarterback position for fantasy football is very, very strong. You know, in years previous, you know, if you didn't get one of those like top eight guys, you were probably going to be on the outside looking in of quarterback production. But this year, I feel like there are at least 12 players that I'd feel very, very confident having as my QB1. And then there's probably even going to be, you know, one or two guys that aren't going to make these top 12 that people probably think should be in here. So that really just speaks to the depth that we have at the position. And let's jump right into it. Starting off here at number one, this is where I have Josh Allen. And in my opinion, he is the clear cut number one quarterback. He finished as the QB2 in points per game in 2020 and then followed that up by finishing as the QB1 last season. He's fantastic as a passer. We all know that. But what I really liked was the elite rushing upside that he showed last year. He rushed for 763 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. And this is going to be a common trend for a lot of the high-end QB1s. You know, because a lot of quarterbacks can average like 21 points per game as a pocket passer, but they just don't have that elite ceiling that a guy like Josh Allen could have or some of the players I'm gonna talk about a little bit later on. But now here at number two, this is where I have a Justin Herbert. And he definitely doesn't have the same rushing upside as some of the quarterbacks around him, but he's definitely not a zero in that department. You know, if he plays a full season, he's probably gonna be in that like 300 rushing yard, four or five touchdown range. But as a passer, he has been sensational. Averaged 22.2 points per game as a rookie and then followed it up by averaging 22.4 points per game in his second season. This offense is going to look very similar to how it did in 2021, so I really just don't see why he's not going to be finishing as a high-end QB1 once again. And I think I talked about this with Austin Eckler, but uh, their head coach, Brandon Staley, is very, very aggressive on fourth downs, which is only going to benefit those offensive weapons, because when they're on the goal line, you know, fourth and one, they're going to be going for it a decent amount, which is just going to give Justin Herbert an opportunity to score more fantasy points. Now here at number three, this is where I have Lamar Jackson, and I could totally see an argument for him at number two. If he was your number two, you know, I would not be uh, saying that's a bad call because he does have the highest ceiling of any quarterback. You know, even though he hasn't been a high-end QB1 the past two seasons, he still had a decent floor you know, averaging 20 plus points per game both of those years. We've seen him make improvements in the passing game over the past few seasons, but he has still maintained that elite rushing upside. And if he does play a full 17 game season, he basically seems like a lock to rush for a thousand yards, which is just wild at the quarterback position. So I'm definitely willing to take a shot on Lamar Jackson, who may not have, you know, the safest floor, but has shown that he can average 27.7 points per game that's what he did in his MVP season. Do I think he's going to average that number ever again? Probably not because that is absurd, but it's not crazy to think that, you know, in a really good year, he could average 25 points per game, which is just something that's not going to happen for a lot of these pocket passers that don't have that rushing ability. Moving on to number four, this is where I have Kyler. He's finished as actually the QB4 in points per game in back-to-back -back seasons. He has that rushing upside that I'm looking for with these high-end QB1s. Right now, his supporting cast doesn't look great heading into 2022. He lost Christian Kirk. We don't know what's going on with AJ Green, 
but he's going to have DeAndre Hopkins as his wide receiver one. Rondell Moore is going to be in the mix. I'd expect them to draft a wide receiver early. This is a solid wide receiver class, or maybe they go after one of these remaining free agents, bring in a guy like Jarvis Landry or Julio Jones, who knows, but I definitely don't think that wide receiver room is, you know, wrapped up, ready to go for 2022. And now here's where we kind of shift off of those mobile quarterbacks with number five being Tom Brady. And I honestly expect TB12 to be undervalued once again, heading into this season. You know, he doesn't provide much on the ground aside from a few touchdowns a season, which is why I don't think he has much room to move up. Like I don't see him jumping Kyler or Lamar in these rankings, but you just know exactly what you're getting out of Tom Brady. He's going to finish in that 22 point per game range. This is a pass heavy offense. We've seen it for two straight years. He took a solid jump from his 2020 season to 2021. He's once again going to have top tier pass catchers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they brought in Russell Gage. Hopefully they bring back Gronk. If they do not retain Gronk, maybe he moves down a spot or two, but I mean, then they're just going to run a ton of three wide receiver sets, and then you're going to have those stud pass catchers out there anyway. So I really like Brady as a mid-tier QB1. At number six, this is where I have Patrick Mahomes, and his value definitely took a little bit of a hit with Tyreek Hill being traded to the Dolphins. I still think he's going to be a really solid quarterback. We know, you know, in real NFL, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but without top tier rushing ability, and now he's lacking, you know, at the wide receiver position, you've got Juju, but he's proven he can't really operate as the wide receiver one. I just don't know if Patrick Mahomes has the same ceiling that we've seen in years past where he's been able to average like 24 plus points per game. Maybe they make a big move, you know, make a splash in the draft. Then I'll reevaluate, but right now he's going to come in here at number six. And on to number seven, this is where I have Joe Burrow. He put together a great season after tearing his ACL in 2020, finished as the QB 10 in points per game, but this offense is only going to be getting better. Burrow's going into his third year. He should be improving. T Higgins going into year three, Jamar Chase going into year two, and then they've gone out in free agency, addressed the offensive line, brought in Kappa and Collins. Those are major, major improvements. And so I think in 2022, he should be a very reliable mid-tier QB1 option. Another pocket passer here at number eight. This is where I have Matthew Stafford. He was the QB11 in points per game in his first season with the Rams. And I'm expecting Stafford to take a solid jump from year one with the Rams to year two. Just like we saw with Tom Brady in 2020 to 2021, it's tough to come into a brand new offense, brand new terminology, brand new coaches when you've been with one team your entire career. That is what Stafford did. That is what Brady did. They were both very successful in their first seasons. So I do think Stafford's going to improve. He's once again going to have solid weapons, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, and then he has a top offensive-minded head coach in Sean McVay. So a lot of things to like there with Matthew Stafford. Now moving on to number nine, this is where I have Trey Lance, and I think he's a very, very interesting fantasy option. Right now, it seems like it's almost a certainty that he is going to be the week one starter. At some point, I expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be moved. Seems like talks have kind of slowed down. A lot of other quarterbacks have switched teams, but I think at some point, a team is going to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo. And looking at Trey Lance, I feel like he's in a very similar situation to what I thought about Jalen Hurts last offseason. With Hurts last year, I was basically saying that he could be the QB1 at the end of the year 
or he may not even be a starting quarterback. That's, you know, how wide his range of outcomes were. I do think Trey Lance, you know, very likely is going to be the starter the entire year because they did spend very high draft capital on him. They're not going to give up, you know, on him in less than a full season. He does possess that elite rushing upside, which could lead him to be a high-end QB1, but we just haven't seen much of him as a player yet. He only started two games last year, couldn't really overtake Jimmy G as the QB1, you know, despite Jimmy Garoppolo not really playing at a very high level. I do think it's very possible that Trey Lance gets picked ahead of the QB9 spot where I have him at right now, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see how his ADP kind of progresses throughout the offseason. Now at number 10, this is where I have Russell Wilson, new team for Russ in 2022. I kind of feel like the hype of him being traded to the Broncos may push his ADP up, but I feel like here at number 10 is a fair spot for him. This Broncos offense is a good one. They've got capable weapons, Sutton, Judy, Patrick, you've got Javante Williams there. But for fantasy, this kind of seems like a lateral move in terms of his situation. Like this is a good situation here with the Broncos, but with the Seahawks, he had DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. It's not like he was lacking weapons there. And in Wilson's 10 seasons, we've seen him sit between 16.9 points per game and 22.5 points per game. So just very, very consistent on a year-to-year basis, but he really has never showed that elite ceiling. And he's really you know, not as prone to using his legs as he was earlier in his career. So I feel like he's gonna end up in that like 19.5 to 22 point per game range, which is really, really solid you know, as a back-end QB1 option. Here at number 11, I have Jalen Hurts. And honestly, reading this, I feel like it seems low for Hurts, but right now the quarterback position is just so stacked. As a fantasy asset, Hurts was very, very solid last year. The QB six in points per game, averaged 20.8 points per game. And Hurts was really able to make up for his subpar passing numbers with 784 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns. The thing is, the Eagles still haven't made a ton of moves to improve the offense around him. You know, maybe they do so in the draft, but it still just doesn't seem like the Eagles are totally 100% committed to Hurts. I know they said he'd be the quarterback in 2022, but now there are rumors that they're kind of want to save their draft picks, you know, if Hurts does bust in 2023. So we'll just see if he's able to improve that offense around him, which would definitely help support him for fantasy football. And now the final player in these top 12 rankings is going to be Dak Prescott. He had a very solid 2021 season, finished as the quarterback eight in points per game. And number 12 may seem harsh, but I kind of feel like he's in a spot where he finished, you know, around guys like Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford last year. But for Burrow and Stafford, like I'm seeing these avenues for really solid improvement, you know, on their rosters. But we're looking at Dak Prescott, who's lost to Mari Cooper. The Cowboys haven't made really any upgrades on the offensive end. So right now he's going to be sitting as a back end QB1. Didn't really show a ton of upside with his legs last year. Could be, you know, because he was coming off of that season ending injury. But right now this is where he is going to slot in. And then I want to talk about two players who are honorable mentions. And that is going to be Deshaun Watson first. And I just didn't put him on this list because I think it's very likely he does receive a suspension. You know, even though he wasn't convicted of any crimes, they're still, you know, giving out suspensions to players. But if he's not suspended, I think he definitely slots in as a mid-tier quarterback one. This is a very solid situation with the Browns. And he'd probably be in that like Brady, Mahomes range, QB5, QB6 in there. Because I mean, we saw what he did on the Texans 
with nothing around him. He's now going to have Amari Cooper there. The offense as a whole is very competent. So just not on the list right now because I do think he gets suspended. But that's just a situation we're kind of going to have to wait out. And then a player that I think a lot of people thought would make the top 12, Aaron Rodgers. And I totally understand that. It's probably pretty shocking to see the back-to-back MVP not in the top 12. But we just got to look at this Green Bay Packers roster. He has zero weapons right now. You know, all these other pocket passers that made the top 12, Brady, Burrow, Stafford, like they all have stacked weapons. Brady's got Evans, Godwin, Burrow has Higgins, Chase, Stafford, I mentioned it, Cup, Allen Robinson. Rodgers literally has no one right now. So, you know, until or unless they make some improvements, he will be on the outside looking in of my top 12 quarterbacks. That is going to wrap it up for this one. Let me know what you guys think about the rankings. Who do you think should be higher or lower? Do you think Rodgers or Watson should make the cut? Let me know down below in the comment section. I'll make sure to respond to every single person. As always, thank you for tuning in and I'll see you guys in the next one.